Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're We're lost lost on Lost. Welcome, everybody, to Lost on Lost. I am J.P. Russell, joined, as always, by a man who always brings his own axe, Adam Busher. That's me, baby. And if you are looking for the best utility axe, all you got to do is... um. Just go to any hardware store. They're pretty much all the same. That's coming from a man who's never owned a DeWalt. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, you're right. I have DeWalt. I have other DeWalt tools, but I have never owned a DeWalt axe. And now, and now that you've said it, I need to go buy a DeWalt axe. Enough axe talk. So, Adam, uh, this this episode of, of Lost was really interesting for me um, because in 2015, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, not. I might not be remembering that correctly. There was a movie that played in Marcus Theaters in Wisconsin, and it was about a little boy that fell through the ice and was like uh, declared dead, uh-huh. and then was like pulled up from the ice like an hour later, and then somehow survive oh sure and it was it was one of those sort of like christian miracle movies and and you know whatever um and i saw it in theaters however i did not mean to see it i was there to see the gunman starring sean penn and i had walked into the wrong theater so uh, there's that uh today we're talking about question mark (laughs) question mark is the 21st episode of season two and the 46th episode of lost overall our centric characters everybody's favorite man of the cloth mr echo question mark takes place on the 64th and 65th days after the crash of oceanic flight 815 adam yes do you have a recap i certainly do let's hear it i thought there were more people here On the island, Mr. Echo has a dream, and in order to fulfill his destiny, he's going to need an axe and John Locke. (laughs) Elsewhere, there's been a jailbreak. Human bruise Benry Gale Linus has escaped the Swan Station, and in the process shot Michael Dawson, Ana Lucia Cortez, and Libby Smith. Or did he? Dr. Jack Shepard, Kate Austin, and James Sawyer Ford find the injured Michael, deceased Ana Lucia, and dying Libby while arguing about some dumb shit Sawyer did. Mr. Echo shows up to Mm -hmm. track Benry and hijacks John for a trip to God knows where. And in the before times, Mr. Father Echo prepares to leave Australia. But before he can take his flight, I guess he has to investigate a miracle. (laughs) JP, the work we're doing on this podcast is important, now more than ever. Our one-hour shift at the Pearl Station starts now. It's question mark here on Lost on Lost. Oh. I mean, we are doing the Lord's work over here, so. (laughs) Uh, JP, we've got a guest. What? You know it. Uh, Is that this person in my house? (laughs) I came to your house. (laughs) Y'all better protect your neck. Welcome back to the show, Noah Totsky. This house is clear. <laughs> uh, eagle-eyed uh, listeners of uh, of Lost on Lost may recognize the dulcet tones of one Mr. Toski. He was our first <laughs> guest. Uh, Noah featured on uh, the pilot of uh, not only Lost on Lost, but Lost on Lost on Lost. So welcome back to the show. It is so good to have you here. I am beyond ecstatic that I get to be here today with you two gentlemen. Please know that the most important thing that's going to happen today is that I'm going to be a part of the Lost Podcast for the second time, and anything else that's happening in the world is taking a backseat to that end. Take that, Ukraine. (laughs) (laughs) Some people might call that cold or callous. I call it, well, myopic, but whatever. God, uh, what have you been doing, uh, Noah, since um, since uh, since the last time you were on the show? Uh, like media wise, have you been uh, catching anything new? Any new TV? Any new movie? Uh, by far, the best movie that I've seen in the theater. Again, this has been a year, yeah. and there are only there are only three real memorable ones that I've seen. Sure. Nobody was excellent mm, okay. with Bob Odenkirk, mm-hmm, yep. but it's number three. 
Number two is the Batman, which yeah. I just Super saw, good. which I just Super good. I, I there are so many more good things than bad things in it, sure. and I was going into it thinking it was going to be such a trash pile. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. And I was so surprised and happy that I'm like awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then number one, and again, this just shows that I'm a mass media person. Sure. Uh, I I thought the new Spider Man was amazing. Mm. It was. Good. I yeah. got so nostalgic and lost my shit mm. in the right ways for the nostalgia to hit that I I cannot denigrate it. Yeah. And I wanted to trust me. I was like, there are going to be too many bad guys. I'm not going to care when Tobey Maguire shows up. And right. then they make fun of him in the right ways, and then they bring him. They they make him accessible again in the right ways. I just. I thought Spider-Man was lights out amazing. You guys want to talk about Lost? Yes. Oh, my God. That is why we are here, right? Let's do it. Let's get into it. Okay. Let's see here. Question mark. So, Question Mark originally aired on May 10th, 2006. It was written by Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse and was directed by Darren Serafin. Uh Damon Lindelof ate my leftovers. Excuse me. There <laughs> 28 episodes for the leftovers. Uh, Carlton Cuse produced the 2001 Nash Bridges yes. and... Uh, Darren Serafan directed three episodes of the 1997 Nash Bridges. I want to do something real quick. The Nash Bridges of Madison County. Is that anything? No, it's, it's oh nothing. My God, this is nothing. Best. No, I wanna, I'm ending this. We've got to start smashing things like this together and making them work. <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. We need we need more Lone Star. Um, <laughs> we start with Mr. Echo. Splitting some wood. Oh, just chop. Oh, just chop. And I, just, I, there's so Man. many split me in half daddy jokes. I think I just wrote, I wrote down the sound. <laughs> How do you spell that? It's you with 12 H's. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all, yeah, no. I, so JP did it, you did it, and I did uh, <laughs> So yeah, he's, he's splitting some wood. Yeah. And we have a really awkward wide shot of <laughs> Ana Lucia just kind of being awkward on the beach. It made me think once, the like, after the next 30 seconds or whatever of this scene happened, it made me think that they were purposely making her seem otherworldly. Because yeah. mm. in a yeah. few moments, yeah. we find out that this is actually the Echo's having a dream. And this is the kind of device that starts to happen on Lost where I'm like, you need to knock it off. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, weird Anna Lucia's there, and she asks him about the church. Yeah, why is he doing this? And then she she confirms to him that it's a dream. She's like, yeah, this isn't real, whatever. Well, and the the confirmation is that she has a gaping chest wound uh, that has no blood pouring out of it. Yeah. yeah, Uh, Well, sorry, there's a spot, a speckle. That's what happens when you get shot. Like, just a spottle of blood, and then she's got a little coming off of her lip Mm -hmm. on the left-hand side. That's ketchup. That's from lunch. Which is Hollywood for... I'm bleeding internally. She tells him that uh, he needs to help John. Yeah. He sees all these flashes of like weird Dharma stuff. Uh, he sees his brother, Yemi. Um, mm-hmm. Welcome back, Yemi. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back, Yemi. Exactly. Listen, hold on. Yeah. I'm really upset. We got a lot of Yemi in the uh, this episode and we did not get any fucking Goldie. <laughs> I was I was just waiting for Goldie to show up. I want I want that dump truck right. back and back up into the scene, baby. <laughs> Uh, Yemi tells Echo that he needs to take Locke to the question mark and yeah. bring the axe. I don't know about you guys, but like if I like had an axe and I was Echo, that would just be like I that'd be my, part of my EDC. I wouldn't go anywhere without my <laughs> right. axe. Like, yeah. Bring the axe. No. Yeah, duh. Like <laughs> we're on an island, things are trying to kill us. I was gonna bring the axe yeah. anyway. I already but... I already got a stick. He wakes up, he's hyperventilating. Uh, <laughs> bamboozled. And I, I have to be honest here. He wakes up and I'm like, what the hell is he doing sleeping next to Chaz? Uh, outside, no shelter. Like Charlie Charlie has the heroin farts. There's no way that I'm <laughs> sleeping next to him. I was going to say, what what does that scene look like where they're like, okay, good night, Mr. Echo. Good night, Charlie. And he just like pats him on the head or something. No, like, what? Charlie, Charlie over engages right. at night and, and tries to engage Mr. Echo. And yes. Mr. Echo's like, go to bed, Chaz. Yes. Sleep. Mr. Echo, are you still awake? <laughs> yeah, Charlie. What do you think happens when we die? You're about to find out. Go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Antonio Banderas from Four Rooms. Behave. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Oh, that's a great pull, Jay. That's thank a great you. pull. Thank you. We still don't know why they're building this church. I guess we sort of know. Like, Yemi told them to. Yeah, uh, we, I guess we learned in one. Uh, like, now, now, yeah, we found out in a flashback. He owes Yemi a church. So he's he's building it on the island. And Charlie's, we don't, we don't know why Charlie's helping. But he is. Cut to the hatch. Yeah, Sawyer, Kate, John Lockjack. They're wondering how Sawyer lost his gun. It's what he does. It's his hobby. Hey, Sawyer, how'd you lose your gun? I, that's what I do. That's, I, I I've lost it. so many guns on this fucking island. But yeah, they're, they're talking. They're, they're having some conversation as they come back to the hatch. And then they find a uh, shot up Michael. Yep. He just kind of like stumbles out of the door. At exactly the same time that they arrive. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Coincidence. I am now going to start referring to him as Master Plan Michael. Ooh. That's actually, that's not a bad name. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like, ah, oh, I've been shot. Uh, what's his face took off? Uh, right at this time, Echo also rolls up because he's looking for John. Could not care less that Michael's been shot. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that was my favorite part about his, his entrance. He just walks up and he's like, Michael's like laying there, shot. Yeah. And uh, he's like, and it, you can just see in his mind, he's like, oh, I found John. Nice. <laughs> it's, it's one of, it's the, it's the movie thing where he got shot in like the, the cool part of the arm, you know, yep. where he's like, oh, it's a through and through, like, yep. it's oh, flashy. fine. Yep. Sort of, sort of between the shoulder right. and the bicep. Like, that, that definitely doesn't take like nine months to recover from. He'll be fine. I also would believe that at some point. And again, I I have to try to not remember Lost in order to make this work. Uh, but like, if you're shot through the arm, yeah, I I really don't think he's having that hard of a time standing. He like flounders out of the hatch. Like, oh my god, oh my god, you guys, I got tagged. Oh my god, I can't believe how bad I got shot. No, I'm not like, did you get shot I've in seen... both of your legs also? <laughs> <laughs> or like just in the left ass cheek and we can't see it from this angle. No, like I've, I've seen John McClane get shot in the shoulder and it looks way worse. Yeah. And he's like still walking around, Michael. Yeah. You know, John, John McClane's a superhero. He might as well be bulletproof. Yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. No, it's, I, it's, it's unfair for me to. We can't compare normal humans to John McClane. <laughs> it's like, it's like comparing Jimmy Olsen to Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you best believe that Michael is Jimmy Olsen, too. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he says uh, it was it was known bamboozler Henry Gale. My favorite character on this fucking show besides the dog. So good. Uh, I, I, it's not Ben that I love. I love it's Henry Hen Gale. Yeah, it's quotes Henry oh, Gale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Dude, there's so the layers. I'm with you, yes. Yeah. They've only just chronologically found out that Henry Gale is an alias, and they don't know who they're actually dealing with. They've only just recently found this out, which is part of the great part of the tail end of season two, is that they 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 had been, been in the in the armory under lock and key for this longest time, and they only just, like, just in the last few episodes, realize he's not who he says he is. And that's, I, yeah, I, Henry Gale, the yeah. best. <laughs> That that was a very resigned Henry Gale. <laughs> well, like, uh, like, because it's because like he's, I mean, like he's white Henry Gale. Like they uh, <gasps> found Henry Gale's ID. Oh, Henry fuck. Gale's a, Henry Gale's a black dude. Um, Is that cultural appropriation? <laughs> Shit, this feels racist now. God damn it! It just reinforces how uh, nefarious Ben is. He's assumed right. the identity of a black man, which is I don't I don't like Henry Gale anymore. <laughs> But guys, here's the thing. Here's the bonus, right? Yeah. I mean, Michael pours out of, you know, the hatch and then like less than a few minutes later, we get to see Anna Lucia's corpse. <laughs> I I mean, like when she got when Michael shot her, I mean, like I was glad he shot her. Like I'm still glad she's dead, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like this isn't a real person, it's a TV character. I don't give a fuck. I'm glad yeah. she's gone. But on the flip side of that, then we we go over to Libby and we're like Poor yes. sweet Libby. Like and we 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 like Libby. She yeah. didn't do anything nefarious. And then she pulls a fucking Mr. Crowley from oh, Downton Abbey and just spits some blood everywhere. That's the absolute like that is that is one of the positive things that Lost does as far as creating drama. Yeah, they're really good at making a moment where it turns into, oh man, Michael is gonna get away with this. Yeah, and it's like cough, and you're like maybe not for one episode. <laughs> That cough of blood scared the piss out of me. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> like I was sitting here, I was watching the show last night and I'm just like writing a note and, and I'm like, okay, here's a sad scene. And so I'm just kind of absorbing it. And then she sees caught. I was like, oh, fuck. Like I literally jumped. <laughs> like, no, here, here's, here's Adam. And here's another fucking problem with the police. Like <laughs> writing about Anna Lucia <laughs> yeah. being dead. So, yeah. I'm on my third page of a rant about, be, uh, you know, and, and so like, here's why, here's why <laughs> the, the show is trying to make a point about, you know, police politics and like. And then, oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. And such a performance by Cynthia Watrous. Cynthia Watrous also featured in the uh, Fox television show Titus, which ran for three seasons. <laughs> okay, so Libby's alive. Um, so Mr. Echo is saying sort of a prayer. Then, then we're dealing with sort of the first aid, the care and treatment of Libby, right? Yeah. Thank God we have a doctor, right? Yeah. Like Do a we? surgeon. Yeah. Do we have a doctor? That's the question, Noah. Because first of all, He's just got a bandage over her shirt. Like, the first thing you learn, expose the wound. Right. You have to expose the wound. Otherwise, you're just like... How does he know what he is looking at and dealing with, JP? Right. right. <laughs> the secondly, Jack's like, all right, they, they haven't been gone that long. We're going to go. We're the, the trail's probably still fresh. We're going to go. We're going to find him. And Sawyer, for once, is the fucking voice of reason. Is like, oh, yeah. And who's going to take care of her, Doc? You're... Hey, remember you're a doctor? And Adam, all I could think of was a few episodes ago when you're like, Jack threatens to kill people more than he threatens to save them. Yep. And <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah, oh. I forgot. Like, we want Libby to live. I had the same thought. I was like, Sawyer, for once, the voice of reason has to tell Jack, this man who took an oath to save lives. Hey, there's a life to be saved. Right here. Right here. You don't have to go anywhere. We don't have any other doctors. We have a bunch of people that can go out and get revenge. Yeah. Yeah. P.S. Do I know who I want to go out and get that revenge for us? That guy right there with the axe handle and the yeah. stick. Yeah. <laughs> so you stay here. Yeah. The the nine foot 13 oh, guy, the, like 300 the, pounds of the muscle. Guy, yeah. I actually think the scene was like secretly built just so they could get Mr. Echo to walk up to the, to the group and be like, I will go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> You just scared the shit out of me. I want you to go. I'm pissing my pants over here. I need John. Yeah. Sure, take whatever you yeah, want. I don't okay, Take Libby. <laughs> Echo, despite the drama that's happening on the island, never once frowns. Almost every time through the episode, he's smiling. He can't he's not distracted by the the drama on the island because his his dream has motivated him and not only motivated him put him in, a, in an incredible mood we cut to a flashback yeah the first one of the <clears throat> of the episode i just want to take a second so i realize that lost uses the flashback sequences for the b plot at like sure. all times yeah, yeah, yeah. but most of the time it's like to either do a juxtaposition or to back up why the character is making a decision that they're running into now mm -hmm. and being immediately thrown into a confessional where I know that the priest is not a priest and then trying to trick me into thinking that this is an like a useful like he actually does this is it a useful confessional situation yeah I I, I did for, for the 20 seconds that occurred I I got upset I was like this is what you're gonna flash me back to right now yeah I could have spent this 20 seconds smoking cigarettes. <laughs> Because what, what you mentioned, Noah, is, yeah, the, the, the flashback there, the literary technique or the narrative technique that Lost uses the flashback for is, yeah, there's generally you have your parallel of the current story or you have a, a flashback to motivation for the character as to why they're acting the way they are. Then there's this third type of flashback that they started using more in season two, which is just a story. <laughs> it's it's like filler, right? Yeah. Doesn't it yeah. feel like filler? Yeah, it absolutely is. Um Especially once once we get into, like, the confession, like, you can tell the guy's not even really taking... Like, it's very obvious very quickly that he's just, you know, oh, I s slept with someone's not my wife, I spanked a monkey, uh, I helped a priest get a fake passport, like, okay. Like, I, I don't get anything out of the color of the forger guy. Break like, yeah. I, if the forger guy just... Op if he opens a confessional and he's like, you know, um, I'm not Catholic, but I think it's... Um, what sins have you committed or whatever? And then the guy's just like, I got your stuff. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. 
Yeah. I th- I, th- I think that's about as much effort and time as that person's going to put into it. Right. Right. <laughs> It just feels very writery. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst description. And, and I know ever. like characters don't have to talk like everyone talks. Like Aaron Sorkin talks about like you need to just convince the audience that this is how these people talk. I don't believe that's how these people talk. Yeah. Not for a second. Yeah. The, 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 the two of them leave the confessional after the dude spills that he's got this fake passport. Uh, Echo's obviously la- planning on leaving. Uh, we find out this is Australia, uh, and he's heading. He's heading to the United States. The guy's like, "Oh, hey, man, I, uh, you're a crooked priest. I can hook you up with some folks." And like, Echo's like, "What do they do?" And the, before, before they can really get into it, uh, Echo's boss shows up uh, and tells him he can't leave. Yet. Well, no, he says, "I can hook you up with some people to do what stuff." Stuff. <laughs> I, I'll I'll be honest though. If I was looking for someone that could do stuff. stuff. I might go with Mr. Echo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the Monsignor walks up and tells Echo he's got to delay his trip because there's an potential miracle that needs to be investigated. And um, and, that, and so that's apparently falls into Father Tunde's portfolio. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, it's explained away with it one line. I don't believe her. That's why you're going. I'm a flat earther. I don't believe the earth is round. That's why we're sending you to space. <laughs> No, actually, the retort to that should be that's why we're t- that's why we're sending you to kill the leader of Amazon.com. <laughs> Coming for you, Danny Bezos. Because apparently, apparently, it's the only thing that we could do is shoot you into space to commit murder. Oh God! There's a woman, Mrs. Malkin. She <sighs> says her daughter, Charlotte Malkin, came back to life after drowning. It's a miracle. Wow. Let's go check it out. So she's explaining that, like, this is super important. Yeah. And it's, like, my daughter and stuff. And I'm thinking it's, like, a little kid or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I still go check it out, whatever. Sure, right. sure yeah. yeah. Um, but then as soon as she keeps talking, I was like, just shut up. Quiet. Shut up. We shut up. Shut up. Shut up. I... I had a like a visceral reaction to the actress. I was like, "You've you've got to stop." <laughs> don't don't just, talk past the yes. We learned oh. that in the United States of Terra. Don't talk past the yes. <laughs> He's like, Tund- Tundi, Father Tundi's already going. You don't need to sell us anymore. <laughs> Listen, you're selling milk to the cow. Knock it off. <laughs> cow don't want that milk. <laughs> oh, my god. oh my god where the fuck are we the jung- um, the oh jung- yeah we, we cut yeah. back to the jungle and honestly oh, fuck. this is this is the whole crux of the episode even though it happens about f- 14 or 15 minutes yeah. yeah and it's it's pretty amazing what happens between these two characters not not to not to like lump too many scenes together here but you know back in the day you had to write 20 some odd episodes of television a lot of writer different writers are working concurrently there's a lot of notes getting flown around you don't have all of this time to commit to like one writer with one idea sort of thing john and mr echo are walking through the jungle uh and john's very quickly like uh there's there's no tracks what are you what are you going after mr echo's like i'm here to help you all of a sudden, John, who is all about, we need to listen to the island. We need to like believe that we are sent here for a reason. Is just like, eh, I don't know. I'm just kind of having an off day. Like, I don't believe in the island anymore. And I'm just like, fuck that shitty writing. Like, I, I, I well, don't because, because I don't we don't know where the impetus like comes that. from. Like, I, I don't know where the impetus comes from. Right. Like, that's if, what I'm saying. Well, if, and that's I, the thing. This might be a symptom of not having not seen a lot of season two stuff. Maybe John's crisis of faith has been explained earlier, but it's completely that part of the journey is not present in the scene at all. We're just at Locke. Yeah, being a bummer. Like, he's not like he's just like, "Mm." well, and and he says, I got to help you get to the question mark. Like, you haven't told anybody about that as far as we've seen. Yeah. And now I should be a huge fucking indicator. Like, oh, fuck. Right. The island. We're we're back in, baby. Right. We're back on that good lost spooky shit. But he's so but he's so like unnecessarily stubborn. Yeah. 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 Like it just I'm I'm so, like I, I feel like in this episode especially, the way they wrote Locke was like, you know what? When I get into a fight with my fifteen year old daughter, yeah, this is what ends up occurring. Sure. And I 
it just cheapens him. I love John Locke. I, yeah, right. I love Me him too, as a character. baby. But when he does this, and they do this a bunch of times, and if I was Terry O'Quinn, I was getting those pages, I'd be like, man, oh, man. Oh, <laughs> oh, Locke, you don't believe in the island anymore? Let me remind you, you're walking. Ugh. Like, Ugh. you know? Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. uh, Mr. Echo had butts the fuck out of him. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, that, there was no buildup. At all. And JP just snuck that in uh, just like the episode did. And I was like, I actually wrote this down. I was like, John Locke is being a real Noah Totsky. Somebody should. And then he headbutted him. <laughs> I got to say, I love when people get headbutted in TV. Me too. Me too. It's, it's, like, it's, it's the only universe where it exists, Adam, right? Yeah, like, right. Yeah. <laughs> he just, bam, heads up and unfazed. Because the, the headbutt-er... Is always unfazed. Yes. They do it in the exact right spot. They don't have a mark where the person's unconscious for a question mark amount of time. And he's like lulling him to sleep mm-hmm. and like with the line and stuff before mm-hmm. and he's kind of like, it's okay, John. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Good chunk. And post headbutt, Locke wakes up. Bam. Um, his, his grogginess is so fantastic. <laughs> he just, uh, uh, is it, are you insane? <laughs> How long was I out? Six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I've been feeding you through a like a, a, like a, <laughs> like a bamboo leaf straw. Rod, yeah. I mean, at Locke's age, he's probably just eating prunes anyways. So like. Oh, by the way, uh, whatever's wrong with your leg is completely healed. It's, it's been all that better. long. <laughs> Echo is like, hey, tell me. I don't know what the, he's like. You, you know what you're looking for. He's like, yeah, I know. Give me what do you got. And he's like, check it out. And he, and I think that's actually the best line in, well, maybe not the entirety of the episode, but when he's like, you don't even know what you're looking yeah. for. And again, Echo comes right up next to him and is like, but you do, John. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more it's more that like fate slash coincidence shit that Locke used to eat up. Yes. Right. And, and here he's like. And uh, he's just shutting it down. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and let's be honest, like if. If Mr. Echo would have been playing backgammon with John in season one, oh, episode one. fuck yes. yes. They just didn't have access to one of these fantastic actors that was on Oz. That was the yeah. other thing that happened, too, when the headbutt happened. I immediately went like, oh, Adam Beasy's back in the yard. There we go. <laughs> oh, man. I can't oh. wait for Oz Rewatch podcast, though. <laughs> <laughs> the Zoe podcast where we watch it from back to front. Yeah, yeah. we watch it in reverse order. Prison's oh. closed. <laughs> we'll be Prison. back. We just got here. Prison's open. <laughs> 74 more episodes. Prison's closed. <laughs> There's this thing here um, that also happens, which is some more interesting line delivery that I like. Like He gives over the map, which is just, it's like a drawing of six circles. Echo's deciphering the transcription, and he's like, this is your hatch. And then John has this really sad, like, it's not my hatch. Maybe part of John's crisis of faith or whatever he's dealing with right now is his feeling of a loss of control of the hatch or mm-hmm. finding or realizing that the hatch wasn't what he wanted it to be or sure. whatever. It's like this whole thing that what he spent half of season one dealing with, digging it up with the trebuchet and killing Boone and all that shit. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Boone's dead ass. And killing Boone. And the... Oh. It's, and the and now the hatch isn't living up to his expectations. It's like, okay, well, I get that you're sad, but like you're the one who created the expectations. This is this is this is a sadness of your own making, John. We cut to the uh, back to the flashbacks. Oh, uh, Christ, thank dear. God, because th- you know what? I really needed that a plot to slow down. Uh, when you're doing a slow burn, like the a plot of this episode, what you want to do is turn the burner all the way off. <laughs> it's what they call a no burn story. <laughs> Sorry, is that gas or is that electric? Shut up and listen to what I'm telling you. I want the A plot to just proceed. Keep your B plot. And I don't want to see it again. Cram it in your cram hole. Oh, nice. Thank you. <laughs> Echo's interviewing. I had forgotten. <laughs> Sorry. I gotta stop. I'm like ruining this episode. How funny are that? No, no. Da- Damon Lindelof ruined this episode. Cram it up your And he's doing his best to ruin our podcast, but we're soldiering for it anyway because this is important work. Hey, hey, you know who's gonna save our podcast? Who? Mark, Mark Calloway. Who? 
The Undertaker. Oh God, that's, that's the name of the wrestler. Oh, that's right. The, the gentleman. Mark. Anyways, no, I got do you. you realize how good of a segue that was? That not JP very. just pulled us right back to what was. So for those not watching yet, but for those listening at home, the next scene takes place with Doctor. E- Sorry, Doctor Echo. Like yeah. I just like he just went to nine years of school to be Dr. as awesome Mr. as Father he is. Echo. And a guy that's an Undertaker that was I don't know. Performing some unnecessary surgery on a live <sighs> patient? Yeah, the, okay, yeah. yeah. The dude's introduction, like, he's like, what's going on? He's like, I'm an undertaker. I'm a perfectly qualified coroner. Like, I'm a man. I went to medical school. It's like, dude, why are you so defensive, A? Uh, and, and, and B, like, just the facts, man. Tell me what happened. Don't get all, like, this isn't about you. This is about the miracle. <laughs> this character builds a narrative yeah. right away that is misleading. yes. And I, I can't forgive it. No, he's kind he, of a piece of shit. He, his like third line in. Uh, when, when did you realize that she wasn't dead during the autopsy? Right. Does that mean like you had cut into her for five hours? Does that mean <sighs> right? Like you brushed your hair back or you identified her? <laughs> like during the autopsy. Other line. I was about to start the autopsy. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's I, I actually I think that was verbatim Adam right when exactly JP and I were we watching it I was like yeah I'm, I'm picturing the, the the movie the autopsy of Jane Doe where like he's he's oh, wrist dude. deep in her chest cavity and, and there's like, like a rib right. cage that's completely open and exposed oh she's uh-huh. a zombie uh-huh. that's the miracle gotcha uh. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. This, no, I'm glad that Monsignor uh, What's-His-Face sent me here because this is a miracle. She's a zombie. Yeah, show me the zombie. Yeah. <laughs> you you had already cut out most of her internal organs. You were stitching her up at the end of the autopsy. She, she got up and she was like, man, I need to get, you guys got to get me to the fucking C-store. I need some and, smokes. Like, and she, <laughs> She's just walking around eating raw fish, you know, in yeah. town. I, I don't see why Echo wouldn't just be like, just show me that. Right, yeah. right. The guy plays a tape, which is Ugh. a recording. Oh, and God. Okay, speaking of piece of shit. So he's flirting with this his assistant during Ugh. the beginning of the autopsy. Oh, Ugh. this body, this body's been washed by the lovely so and so. And she's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, there's a dead there's a dead girl on the slab in front of us. I'm here to do a job, Ted. <laughs> He he, he he cuts on her with the scalpel, and she, you hear this blood curdling yeah. scream on his tape. And here's the thing. That, that scared au- the piss out of me, too. Because yeah. that audio is quite well done. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. the hors d'oeuvre to the meal of the, of the recording is a little lackluster. Yeah. So it didn't hit home the way like, it should have. It's truly a horrific, like, blood-curdling. Yes. Like, yeah, horrible. A, a living scream. But it's like, is, is that payoff worth the setup? No. 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 He doesn't want to listen to the tape anymore. It's like, dude, do you listen to your old autopsy tapes a lot? Fuck. What? <laughs> man, um, man I did an autopsy. Every day, bro. This, this, there was a car accident. I did an autopsy on this one. That was a fucking banger. <laughs> It'd be like listening to your own episodes of your own podcast. podcast. Anyways. <laughs> Echo takes the tape and bails. We come back to the jungle. Yeah, so they're, they're, they come upon the plane, which we've seen multiple times. But JP, first. Yeah. Crunch. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the crunch. A Virgin Mary statue crushed. Hey, guys. Yeah. I've only seen episodes one and one and two. What's up with those Virgin Marys? Can you tell me what those lead to? Damn, Dave. I didn't know you liked to get wet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we come across some drugs. Yeah. Aaron. It's awesome. It's so great. There's heroin all over this. Heroin and guns. And yep, heroin and guns. It's Thailand. So like. It's- <laughs> <laughs> so fu- like, but fundamentally, when the when the Virgin Mary is crushed, mm-hmm. you don't even need to cut back to anybody. You know exactly where you are. If yeah. you've seen uh, as many episodes as we have now sure, seen. Sure. Yeah. Like it's, it's really a great kind of like. I don't want to call it like a cheap device, but it is the visual device that we needed to be like, oh, this place is going to be important. Thank God. John talks about how he's seen this 
plane before it was up in the tree now it's on the ground uh and he very casually just is like boone made it fall down he was a sacrifice to the island i'm like oh now we're back on sacrifice to the island now that well, we don't want to be like negligent in in boone's fucking death right well and it's you know the way he says it too is it's like he's he's saying because he remembers how he justified boone's death when he happened yeah, and now yeah, because yeah, he's yeah, dealing yeah. with this crisis of faith he's like he's now realizing he killed boone for no good reason yeah <laughs> We cut to the hatch. Yeah. Um, Jack's wondering why John Locke and Echo aren't back yet. Uh, dude, they're trying to track Ben in the dark. In the like, they've been gone for right. weeks. Fuck off. Like, he had a half an hour head start and he knows the island. Like, yeah. And he got a good night's sleep. He's three up on you. Like, and John's got a broken leg. They're not moving that fast. <laughs> Jack, Jack is like, she's not bleeding anymore. And that's a yeah. bad sign. Like, it, yeah. it, 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 I can't hear about a court low. I can't do anything for her. And so the only thing I can do for her is to euthanize her, like, yeah, which is like really depressing. Um, he tells Sawyer, "I need the heroin," and like, so when it dawns on Sawyer and Kate what Jack is planning, like this Paul is like laid over this room, and then Sawyer gets ready to go do it, but then in a moment in which you know we're dealing with the sadness and death of another character he switches from caregiver to playing the game he's already internally made his peace with the fact that he's got to euthanize a, a person and he's like and and in the process i can still get a peg forward yeah he's basically like sawyer go get go get some drugs no no sawyer sawyer's put in a position well, that, that's where he has to explain it to everybody else because Jack is so crafty, right? Well, cause, yeah, because he, he's he because Sawyer says I'll go I'll go get the heroin because like sure. Sawyer Sawyer you know and this is a moment of sort of weird season two Sawyer humanity compassion stuff that we we saw the seeds of in just the last episode mm-hmm. uh, when we watched Exodus Part One, yeah, where we're starting to understand that Sawyer might actually yeah. right he might actually have some humanity, so he's like. He uh, is, is sad. He's not looking forward to doing this, but he does understand that it's better than Libby's suffering. So he right. he's volunteers to go get the heroin. And then Jack goes back to his fucking Machiavellian whatever. And he's like, Kate needs to go with you because she's going to find out where you're hiding our weapons. Kate not playing Connect Four. Why? <laughs> Why do I have to go? I don't want to go. Well, here, here's, here's where Sawyer explains it to you now. Right, right. This, this is, again, I can't figure out if Kate is a true criminal mastermind who's lived off the grid and can, like, <laughs> dodge the U.S. Marshals or is just a dipshit in low-rise jeans. Like, I, I can't figure it out. <laughs> are you good at this or are you just pretty and lucky? I'm going to go with the second one. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes better be the lucky than good, right? Yeah. They get to Sawyer's tent and he reveals... Where his stash is. He is not master plan, Mike. <laughs> under, it's just under, under his, his blanket. The yeah, one blanket. thing in the tent, it's under his blanket. Doesn't really qualify as a stash if it's just your house. <laughs> I don't even want to exert the energy it takes to dunk on that. Like, it's, yeah, it's just, so dumb. Yeah. I could not. Oh, yeah, I'm so pissed. The only nice thing or the, or the good thing that kind of happens is this, it, this is kind of shoe leather. Like, Jack says, go get the heroin. We know that he's going to go get the heroin. So, like, why are we seeing the go get the heroin part? It's so he so that they can get to the beach so we can get Hurley. That can run into Hurley. Yeah. That's, that's the thing that yeah. needs to happen. Absolutely. The, yeah. the, the getting the heroin and the guns thing doesn't need to happen for the story. We need to get Hurley. How great would it be if it would have been inside Hurley's tent? Ooh. And Hurley just never noticed. Now, that's something. That's very good. I like that much better. Yeah, I mean that's clever. Hide it in somebody else's. But no, yeah. somebody wanted to write Nash Bridges over Madison County or whatever the fuck it's <laughs> called. <laughs> Look, I still think that's a good idea. And I'm it is an excellent idea. Here. I was trying to, um, I was trying to <laughs> pee all over Damon Lindelof and Carl Cuse because I was just not happy with the choice. Hurley comes up and asks Sawyer and Kate if they've seen Libby. We this is another yeah. wide where they pull back. We don't see them talk. We just see Kate talk to Hurley. Yeah. Better person to tell you that Libby is dying, Kate or Sawyer? Kate, I think. Nope. I don't know. Nope. No? It's the same feeling that you get from the movie Moneyball. Oh. Do you want it dragged out over two weeks or do you just want to be shot right in the head and then move along? Sure. That's fair. That's fair. Sawyer be a little bit more blonde. Maybe that'd be better. Absolutely. Again, they want to torture Hurley for some reason because the show loves it. <laughs> we got back to the jungle. Um, Yemi appears. Yemi. Uh, and Echo, uh, he talks to Echo 
Uh, he starts climbing up the, the roots, up to the cliff. Uh, Echo follows him. This whole dream happens, or we find out it's a dream. Like the whole thing yeah. happens, and it's a dream. Uh, but it wasn't Echo's dream. It was <gasps> Locke's dream. Uh. And Locke, Locke was Echo. And if you didn't notice it, because I certainly did it, and I saw it when I was reading the Lost Media trivia, Echo in the dream walks with a limp. Because John, oh, I did notice broken. that. I was wondering why he was I didn't notice it at all. Yeah. It might have been because I was taking a note. But yeah, Echo walked with a limp because it was John. I just saw it because his hog is so big and it's probably stuck to his leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hot in the jungle. You get a little yeah, sweaty. Yeah, we, no, we get it. Okay, it we happens. Get it. <laughs> Echo, no, when John walks up or wakes up, when John wakes up, Echo knows that he had some sort of dream that he saw. Yeah, he's like, what did you see? What did my brother tell you? He's like, uh, um, and Locke's like, it didn't make any sense. Uh, uh, he climbed up the cliff. That, that's what happened. And he's all like, "Not again, this is the type of thing that old John would be like, I had a dream where I was I you. Fucking and I fucking love this shit. Yeah. Right, yeah. But he's like, it doesn't make any sense. And I was like, of course. Your, your old shit didn't make any sense, but you bought into it anyway. Now you're just not buying in. So John tells him the dream. So Echo recreates the dream. He starts climbing the cliff um, with the axe. Whatever. The uh, flashback Echo shows up at the Malkin's house. This scene it, is all of two and a half minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. something like that. I, I feel like I could have written a dissertation for three hours about how unnecessarily complicated yes. this is. Richard Malkin comes out, says his wife is a zealot. She's trying to shame him because of his fa- his fake career as some sort of psychic shyster. He's like a John Edwards style, like fake yeah, like psychic. cold reading, like, whatever, scam artist. Which I don't fucking believe for one second that one he would divulge that and two like if that's what he makes a career doing even if his wife legitimately believes that this is a career he'd be like oh i can fucking cash in on this great this is the thing that i didn't really get is like dude echo's a priest he's not a cop or a lawyer it's not like you're in trouble like it's who gives a There's a bunch of weird eyeballing between Echo and the daughter when she's on the porch and then through the oh, window. You mean the, you, you mean the 39-year-old daughter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah, the daughter who we all assumed was a, like a like a 14-year-old she's girl. Like, I think she's supposed to be like 16 to 18. She looks like she's late 30s. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She is. Yeah. I was like, if your daughter fell asleep in Mountain Ice River place, that's on her. She's an adult. <laughs> But yeah, they definitely like dress her up kind of like a little kid. Like and, it's, yeah, and no, it's no thoracic scar. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. maybe they, not, literally not just like to, start, just like a one. Our, dude, she had one of those '90s split. Thing. There's no way it, right. we would have seen it. Yeah, it is impossible to get past, especially because we spent. I did. I spent so much time thinking about like when she was waking up during the autopsy. Right. Like if we assume that it's while he's cutting. Yeah. There's something there and there's nothing and it's just nothing it's and then she stares out the window at him we cut to uh from this goofy ass scene at the house to the back to the jungle echoes climbing the the roots with the axe um don't, I feel like the axe isn't helping. Yeah, but, uh, it's not helping at all. Just strap it to your back. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get free your hands. Exactly. There's vines um, everywhere. Like, no. well, go, again, go around. Locke's yeah. watching him. Uh, Echo gets up to the top, and the, you know, this is you know, he's like <laughs> looking around, and just like I don't say anything. It's like as as the viewer, like I was I was pretty frustrated at this point, so I was just like, turn around. Yeah. <laughs> Do you I, think? I, do you think that we came back to the drug plane for no reason? Right. I did turn to Noah, and in my best David S. Pumpkins voice, said, "Any questions?" Because <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a big question mark on the, yeah, ground. Turned, like, yeah, the goddamn a, Riddler was here. Yeah. <laughs> like, At the the dot on the question mark, it, it's under the plane. So yeah. Locke and Echo push the plane out of the way to find the the dot on the question mark. Mm-hmm. And they, and they they find another fucking Dharma hatch. Ah, oh, the hatch! Ooh. Ah, the hatch! Ah, John Locke! <laughs> Dude, they 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 dominate that fuselage. Oh yeah. And apparently, this is what they needed the axe for. They needed to pound open the levers on the like a thing. rock wouldn't have worked, or a st- the stick he carries all the time. We go back to hatch uh, 1.0, the swan. <laughs> oh. 
This is uh, it's not a funny scene, but Noah did say something very funny during. This. Well, okay, but, uh, before we do that, uh, this was I remember back when I was watching Lost the first time through, and when they found the second hatch, I remember back then being like, "What the fuck?" Right. <laughs> yeah. Like just kind of like any like we still haven't figured out what to do with the first one. Now there's a second one. Right. Okay. Fine. Whatever. Uh, but you so, get like, a hatch, and you get a hatch, and you get a hatch. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So. Uh, this is also uh, from the trivia. This is the first time anybody on the island calls the swan the swan. Echo calls the swan the swan, as oh. opposed to everybody just calling it the hatch. Okay. Um, from from hatch one to from hatch two, new hatch to old hatch. Yeah. Um, there we go. Uh, Jack is Jack is preparing um the heroin. He he gives Libby the drugs, and and Libby's eyes like start kind of doing this crazy like she's opening them, she's closing them, and Noah said, <laughs> in Libby's voice. So that's heroin? What's all the fuss about? <laughs> Jesus. That's the one thing I know about heroin is that it makes borderline comatose people wake up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hurley, Hurley basically tells Michael, like, oh, man, we were supposed to have a first date. Think about how awesome Hurley is as a person to be like, I'm glad you're okay, Michael. Yeah. Dude, right? And, like, and, and I hope, I hope so hard that Michael, who I hope already felt like shit, feels a thousand times worse. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope I hope he has that moment where he goes, "Is this worth getting my right. son back?" Was, right, right. Was it was it was it worth it? Like, yeah. but before he's just on the trail, right, and it's the a man on a mission. It's Liam Neeson and Taken. Right, and I yeah. hope that it took Michael a step back to be. Yeah, like, it, it's like yes, I might not get my son back, but he's not necessarily going to die. I have now killed two people and ruined other lives so cut to echo and john Locke going down the hatch yeah back to the question mark with it with his broken leg scales that ladder no problem pretty fucking well pretty fucking well that's why he he gets that's why he gets the special chair yeah yeah Yeah. he almost makes you wonder if he needed the crutches to begin with um (laughs) his special legs there's nine tvs and two recliners Mm -hmm. um and because it's March, I was like, oh, shit, March Madness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got Mr. Echo going all the way. Like uh, this ep- this episode won't air until uh, until May. But um, but yeah, it's March now when we're recording this. Uh, like, yeah. May like, Madness sounds good. And this is a scene where there's not a lot of dialogue. They just like a lot and of it's like the, one around. of the best scenes. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Uh, Locke starts turning on the TVs and some of them are showing some video um, when we realize that these cameras are looking at hatch number one the yeah. swan he sees mm-hmm. jack like walking around in the kitchen echo finds the tape echo and Locke had watched the orientation film for the swan in the past and Locke was really like and the, we i remember dunking yeah. on him but like they watched it and he was like oh we gotta watch it again, we watch it again. and and uh, jack was like i'm not watching it again man i got shit to do like yeah uh, and that's then the inverse here Right, we we had Echo. It was like, do you want to watch it again? And Locke's like, nah, no. I'm still super mad. The the, the tape tells the viewer uh, or the the people at the Pearl that the the Swan the button is a psychological experiment, mm-hmm. uh, which is a premise that had been raised by Desmond, that had been raised by Jack in the past, that Locke never never subscribed to, and now this tape tells him that he was wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's so, like a man who's already been miserable the last 40 minutes of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, good night. E- Echo's like all into this. And and so he's he's collecting papers and documents. He's like, oh, man, I can't wait to pour over all this shit. Like when I get my new Hunter Killer box and I'm like, oh, my <laughs> fucking, this is great. Um, this episode of Lost in Lost. Lost Hunter Killer. Hunter Killer. <laughs> um, and John Locke has a fucking meltdown. Yeah, yeah, he, he throws a tantrum. Like he might as well have been stamping his feet. And this is again where I'm talking about them writing him in this way. Yeah, and Terry O'Quinn has no choice. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's, a, just it, it, yeah. it's, a, it's about what he can do with it. Because I started thinking about whether or not I had those lines and I could deliver them in a way right. that would be as effective to show how agitated I was. And mm-hmm. almost everything is a is like a button point. To how upset I am and how the world needs to know it. Yeah. You are talking to Mr. Echo. Watch your tone, son. Yeah. He's like slaps the wall. He's like, I got to choose some scenery here. I got to do something to fucking make right. this to help right. to work, to make it work. Yeah. You know, and, you know, props to Terry O'Quinn for like doing his best. Well, it, yeah. it 
it was on national television. And right. again, this is 16 years later, and I'm still telling you that Terry O'Quinn is an amazing yeah. actor. Uh, we cut to the flashback, the final flashback of this of the episode. Finally, the episode is starting to prepare to come in for a landing. Echoes at the airport. Um, the 39-year-old Charlotte Malkin finds him at the airport. This bitch found Echo at the airport. Yep. She had some sort of – somebody – she somehow figured out that it was okay to track this dude down. Her dad's right. a con artist. She's probably there stealing luggage. <laughs> but the – it would have been better if she was like a pickpocket yeah. and she right? just ran it. I would have liked that way more than I have something to tell you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But instead, she finds him. He's yeah. already checked it. All this bitch wants to do is ruin his flight. Yes. That's yeah. all she wants to do. Yeah. She is compelled to be like, when I was between places. Places. Yeah. places. And that line delivery, I was like, nope. Nope. Mm-mm. Not having that. Not enjoying that at all. I, I don't even think you believe that you were between nope. places. You, nope. No. Charlotte Malkin, you. But you know who needs to believe it? Mr. Echo needs to believe it. Ch- yeah. Change the words between places to when I was there. No. How about, how about this? How about when I was between? Yeah. Sure. That's it. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. Between what it's and the, where, whatever it is, we, we, because nobody that, knows. That says more. That says the, the the shorter line says more than the longer line. Hundred yes. yeah. percent. Yep. Yep. Hundred yep. percent. And just the, the seriously, just the spaghetti that comes out of her about Yemi and uh, and all the stuff that he's that Echo's now going to need to do. Yeah. It's just like this is the infuriating part of the show, especially after them not paying off the orientation tape. Yeah. Charlotte says that Yemi says that Echo was a good priest. That pisses him off he's gonna headbutt her um oh that (laughs) would be epic well he's he's like hey i actually i'm a really terrible priest (laughs) i still owe my brother a church technically um (laughs) oh or he's or or he's just like he's dead for another autopsy (laughs) (laughs) again not a bad mr echo um libby libby comes up oh libby's there and uh, and diffuses and the thank situation. Thank God that she is. Yeah. Hey, are you guys okay? You know. Yeah. Come back to the pearl. Oh um, God. Echo tells the story about the beechcraft, how it left yeah. from Nigeria with his brother. Yeah, he uh, kind of spills the cross. whole thing. Doesn't explain how the beechcraft got here, but it no. explains why it's weird that the beechcraft is here because there's no reason that a plane leaving from Nigeria should be in the South Pacific. Blah blah blah. Yeah. In case on top of everything else, John needs more convincing. Right. I'll I'll tell you what. If I'm John Locke and Echo is like, my dead brother that set out from Nigeria, I crashed on the same island that he did at different times. Of all the gin joints in all the world. Absolutely. Come back to the swan. Jack Jack administers a heroin and Hurley sits down to talk to her, just like be with her as she as she as she dies. Yeah, fuck, dude. That's so heartbreaking. He he says he's sorry for not bringing the blankets and like, fuck. but then, yeah, this is the part where she snaps up. Ha! She says Michael and then dies. Yeah. Really oh, cries. no, 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 Adam. I'm sorry. What? You are misremembering, sir. What? She says the word Michael and then Jack does not give her the opportunity to finish any sort of sentence and interrupts oh, her and her dying yeah. breath and goes, Michael's okay. It's fine. Yeah, he's fine. And then she yeah. goes off into the nether. That's right. Shut yeah. up, Jack. Shut up, Jack! Sorry, sorry. Had he, you're right. I'm sorry, no, you're I'm sorry. Right. Had he, it's, had he not right. butted in, you right. might have been. Michael did this. Did it? Yeah. Anything. You're right. Yeah. No, you're 100 right. And then there's and then there's someone on the planet that's like, "This is really good writing, Noah, because you're that pissed off at it." And I'm like, "You know what? No, you're no. It is. I am so mad at Jack." So mad. But we're at Jack. not supposed to be mad at Jack. We on the podcast are. I don't know if we're supposed to be on the show. I don't know either. It's it's hard to know how we're supposed to feel during most of season two. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have said to me that season two was their favorite season, and no. I don't know if it's a symptom of going no. and watching it out of order or not. But like, dude, what? <laughs> yeah. She dies. Hurley breaks down. Kate breaks down. Sawyer consoles Kate. John Locke and Echo make their way back to the hatch, to the swan from mm-hmm. the pearl. 
My- Michael's standing there. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, the, the episode ends with a creepy shot of Michael in the armory where Ben used to be stashed. Yeah. Uh, you mean the Master Plan Michael album cover? Yep, that's, that's the one. Right. All right, just Parental advisor. M A S T A. Master Plan Michael. Um, Written in that sweet gold and diamond font. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's the end of a question mark, man. What the fuck? So let's just get right into the end of the uh, episode segments. Let's ask the question, did we like it? Was it good? Uh, Noah, why don't you kick it off? Nope. <laughs> to both questions? I did not like this episode, yeah. ultimately. On its face value, it is tantalizing. It is trying to get me to, again, double down and be a part of the show. Unfortunately, they went as far as they could to try and ruin John Locke in this episode for me yeah. as a viewer. And yeah. that's yeah. the thing I hold against the episode. Yeah. Uh, JP. Yeah, no, I, I uh, did not care for this on, on top of the reasoning that the Noah has, which, you know, is very valid, but yeah, like, I, I don't know, like the only good spooky lost shit with like the, a new, a new hatch. We've seen a hatch before, dude. It felt like, Oh, here's this interlude to other stuff that we may pay off. We may not. I just, I didn't really care for it. Uh, Adam. No, yeah, no, I didn't. I did not care for it. Didn't necessarily like it. I didn't think it was necessarily well constructed. The flashback on the whole was really just kind of dumb and wasted my time. And and here's the thing. There's one thing that happened in the flashback that we are missing because we're watching it out of order. Oh, really? But it's still not that cool. Mm. Yeah, like when we get to the thing, like when we get to the reverse payoff, it's still not. You're not even going to remember JP that this part exists because this because this flashback is just is lame this episode was the sixth extended episode of lost it actually ran five minutes longer i, I was than gonna say it felt actually longer yeah. episodes yeah. and um for no good reason i say this a lot of times especially about movies is that if a thing's gonna be longer than normal it's got to justify its runtime this episode did not do that it's another reason why i disliked it and it's Three episodes from the end of the series, like following this episode is three minutes, which we already watched, which we also said didn't really ramp up the tension leading no. into the finale. This one did even less. This is the, this is the beginning of a very downward slope into no attention for the finale. There was one other thing that was interesting from the from the Lostpedia trivia. It was that uh, in the run up to this uh, season two or whatever, it, there was talk that Darren Aronofsky was going to direct an episode. Really? And this was going to be the episode that he directed. And so they wrote this episode thinking that Aronofsky was going to direct it. What the fuck? And then Aronofsky had to drop out because I think he uh, I think they, he had a baby. Um, uh, like he had sure. like his, uh, a child had just been born. So he pulled out and then that's when they got uh, Darren Serafian. Um, so the guy who directed Pi, you know, imagine this episode directed by him, and maybe maybe it's better, but I don't know. But he can't visually play with Lost. No, no, I don't Do you know think what I mean? so either. So yeah, I don't even think that having somebody who's known for like their hypnotic or surreal right. visuals is gonna be effective on broadcast TV. Uh, Lost MVPs. Who's your favorite person from this episode? Even if we sort of unanimously didn't like it, uh, Noah. Who is your MVP? I think it's impossible to not give it to Hurley. Yeah. So much is accomplished yeah. by Hurley and by Jorge Garcia. Yeah. In yeah, he's he's always great. Maybe three or four minutes of screen time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, it just proves how awesome he is. I mean, I, I think the obvious answer is Echo because of the fact that he pulls John back from, you know, being sure. off the rails. Yeah. But there's just something so good and pure about Jorge Garcia's portrayal of Hurley yeah. and what Hurley yeah. represents to me on the show. Sure. Then I give it to him for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh JP, what about you? Uh Karen DeGroot. Uh <laughs> listen, there there's there's not a lot of um representation of women in the sciences. Um in so, you know she's she's just out women here. In STEM. Yeah, that, that's women what I'm saying. So uh if y'all have a couple extra bucks, uh AWIS Dot org is the association for women in science give them a couple of bucks anyways adam yeah <laughs> yeah like in absence of anything uh anything really really great um hurley the yeah the stuff that he did had the most heart it made me remember to care about the people that are on the island like libby die and her and hurley like it's it's a bit fridging because Hurley's jerk, like it's Hurley's emotional arc attached to the death of a, sure. a female character but this is also before people's 
necessarily cared about that stuff. Yeah. Um, and Libby's departure from the show wasn't necessarily a narrative choice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so There's that too. Maybe, you know, because hey, was they- it, was uh, Ana Lucia's also a narrative choice? Or, uh... <laughs> <laughs> or even Mr. Echo's um, was a narrative? No, 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 no. no. Listen. But we'll get so, into that so at a different time. A bunch of, bunch of balloons being deflated around here. <laughs> so yeah, no, uh, Harley, because yeah, it, yeah, I still, I still care, I still that's care fair. about yeah. him, and it, that, so that's that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, then the the flip side of this is uh, lost forever. Who who do you hate? <laughs> Who's not the MVP? Who sucks shit? How much time do you got? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Noah, that the mom, the the mom that's supposed yeah, to Mrs. Yeah. Mrs. Malkin. Malkin, thank Malkin. I, I again, I yeah. had a visceral like I, I, I just get her to be quiet. I want her off. The, like I was yes. like, no, yeah. yeah, I I could not handle her. Yeah, I, there are other characters that accomplish way more that I like even less, but I just can't handle that lady. Sure. So I'm going to sure, sure. put her down. JP uh, lost the, forever. The Roman Catholic Church. Listen. <laughs> Oh, we need to devote energy and assets to investigating miracles. Hey, 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 hey. How about we fucking investigate who's been molesting all these kids? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like miracle research could be one of these things that you like you outsource. I mean, yeah. Richard Malkin's right there. Right. <laughs> Thank but you. But I guess conflict of interest because it was his own daughter. That came back from the dead. <laughs> I've seen a hundred times people put a mirror under somebody's nose and be like, oh, she's still alive. They didn't have that in the autopsy room before he started stabbing into their doctor giggles. He didn't have a Fuck. choice. He had too big of an erection from yeah. his assistant. His, his mirror is mounted to the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you didn't know that the coroner undertaker was a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he did go to medical school. Yeah. Uh, oh. Adam? I, I had Michael down, but now I think I might change to the undertaker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude. <laughs> That's how that, that that's the thing. Michael kills two people on the fucking island and turns into a double agent, and we're like, eh. <laughs> like yeah, because like specifically for because he shot Libby, because like maybe we, and we saw this in Two for the Road or whatever. Maybe shooting Anosi was part of the plan or whatever. But like it, it, that's bad enough. But then Libby Libby was always a bystander. Yeah. Yeah, Libby always got shot by Michael by accident. Yeah, she and walked so in. Like she's that, like, "Where's the Dharma Ranch?" And then, blam, bam, blasted. That, yeah, next to so the Michael, peanut butter. Yeah, Go despite the fact that the cool that the shot of Michael brooding in the armor is kind of yeah, cool in album recovery, he's yeah. still a piece of shit. Yeah. It's a he'll, I, but he'd still take second, I think, to the yeah. Undertaker. That guy sucked. We also have to quickly discuss. Oh fuck, that's right. The lost missing pieces. <laughs> that's um, right. Was this shot on a Motorola phone? Uh, I think so. <laughs> a, a Motorola Razor. Shot on and intended for mobile, to watch on mobile phones. Yeah. Um, the the two minutes I spent watching this m- missing piece, I think, was actually more fun than watching. Question mark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's because of the unintentional hilarity. Yeah. Uh, really quick, we watched a Mobisode called The Watch, uh, which uh, is the very first Lost Missing Pieces Mobisode. It aired on November 6, 2007 on Verizon and November yeah. 12, 2007 for ABC.com. Uh, yeah. Its centric characters are Matthew Fox, Jack, and fucking Christian Shepard. Uh, it takes place in 2003, the year that Jack got married. Uh, it, oh, it was written by Carlton Cuse and directed by Jack Bender. It's a, it's a beach. It's a, did Jack get married in Hawaii? I don't care. Because <laughs> it, it, it's a beach. It's it's a beach on Hawaii. Like, I, like I, I was watching it and I was like, I think that might actually be the hotel I stayed at when I worked on the movie that shot in Hawaii. <laughs> like, part, like part of me, I was like, I think I know that hotel. This was shot on a day when Matthew Fox and uh, the, the actor who plays Christian weren't John needed Terry. on set and it was outside of the hotel they were already staying at. And it was on One, Jack Bender's razor. Yes. Phone. And, and, and the two actors had obviously just had a gigantic lunch. Yeah. And and the script lunch. was written on a cocktail. <laughs> they <napkin>. were so <laughs> logy. Yeah. Like. Yeah. What you doing? Throwing rocks. Why? Why not? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Good. Yeah. Let's write this. Uh, 
hey, before uh, before you get married, uh, I got a present for you. Before it gets crazy, uh, check out my watch. Uh, my dad was a piece of shit, and he gave this to me on my wedding day because he hates your mom. My dad was a real gem to me, so now you. Why are you giving me this watch? This is a horrible story connected to a horrible gift. Didn't at um, least somebody hide this watch up their ass for like three years? That's at least better. I also, thank you for bringing that up. Different item. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Right. Yeah, not a watch. Something else. Whatever. Uh, uh, oh, like a, just a big medallion. Like a big Bee Gees medallion. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he pulls it out of his pocket. It's like, got a, like a 20 inch chain. I just like, my dad gave this to me when I got married to your mom in 1972. <laughs> he hates your mom. <laughs> and I love the Bee Gees. Happy wedding, Jack. I, I just I just want one Jack's like, oh, I never saw you wear it, Christian, to say something real doctor. He'd be like, yeah, it's rose gold. I'm not an accountant. Oh, <laughs> God, yes. <laughs> it's beneath me. I'm the head of surgery. Right. Oh, my God. I oh. actually, I so we're watching the, the thing, and I'm like, if this doesn't end with Christian turning around to go back to the hotel and... Um, Jack just taking the watch off and hucking it into this ocean. Yeah. I'm going to be upset. Awesome, actually. Like, <laughs> it would have been so good. Yeah. You, we followed John. We had a long tracking shot of yep. uh, John Terry walking back to the hotel. And then, just, like, Jack just, like, pew. <laughs> and it hits a jet skier, like, in oh the head. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm not going to save that person. See you in hell, Bustle Sprout. <laughs> Uh, uh, like most of these missing pieces, this one uh, just, uh, at the end of the day it seemed pretty meaningless. I don't know if it it will end at the end once we've watched the finale have added any value or meaning to the uh, larger arc of the story. Well, no, because because he's like, oh, make sure you're better to your son than I was to you, and it's like, oh, this is a really tender moment that informs none of anything moving oh, forward yeah, because yeah, yeah. their entire relationship still implodes and they need to mend it again. You know, Christian talent skips a generation, so. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal how much I was like, this is two and a half minutes long. I shouldn't have to read this much into it. Yeah. I seriously, come on. Yeah. What is yeah. this? That we're <laughs> infinite yeah. possibilities, nothing to show for it. Yeah. It's mm. the watch, missing piece part. Yeah, one. that was it. <laughs> Noah. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time. Man, I have such a good time when I come on and I always extend your episodes for like 40 that extra minutes fine. than they have it's to be because I won't man. shut up. That's you guys fine. are the nicest. You put up with my crap. I'm an old man. I enjoy every moment of it and you guys can have me whenever you need me. Love you both. God damn it. Well, we, we have some pretty big plans uh, involving you, Mr. Totsky, for mm -hmm. the, the remainder of this uh podcast re revolving around the sort of halfway point in the finale so uh yeah listeners so. noah will be back yeah much like james bond jp what are we doing next time oh man i am fucking so excited for this one next time we're watching season one episode seven the moth we're gonna make so <laughs> many fucking moth jokes adam and i regularly send moth memes to one another i have no idea it's lamp. a charlie episode so i'm pretty <laughs> bummed about that but moth Lamp, I love moth, lamp. I love lamp, moth, moth man, moth, uh, brother, yes, brother, lamp, yes. brother, moth, all of it. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> we should go outside more often, JP. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> What's that thing? Touch grass. The sun. <laughs> oh man, is that a big Fucking... lamp in the sky? Anyways, oh god. Uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you, everybody. Yeah, yeah, for listening to this episode of Lost on Lost. Oh my god, I'm Adam. I'm JP. Have you have any idea what's going on on the show? No. Me neither. Lost on Lost is produced and edited by me and JP. We wish to acknowledge that we live, work, and produce our show on occupied land. Burbank, California is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Tongva, Chumash, Keech, and Fernandeño Tataviam peoples. Milwaukee, Wisconsin is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Peoria, Potawatomi, Miyama, and Ho-Chunk peoples. And Lost was produced in Hawaii on the lands of the Kanaka Maoli. Visit native-land.ca to learn more about the land you live and work on. You can engage with us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter at Lost on Lost One. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com or support us with dollar monies at coffee.com slash wearelostonlost. Thanks to Lostpedia and its community of contributors, Danny Schmitz, Random.org, and as always, you the listeners for tuning in. We're hosted at Podbean. You can hear us there or wherever you get your podcasts, except MySpace. We're, we're not on MySpace. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> my